It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You are listening to the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba Show. Thanks for being with us. Much to do going forward on the program as we'll unpack another one. Uh, The kickoff hour is behind us. Speedy, the road, Greg Burgess, and Helmsy go forward. Eddie Van Adler settles in uh, for the live YouTube option. They'll also have an archive for you today. That archive will have a warning on it because we have the audacity to interview Dinesh D'Souza again. Uh, But Dinesh will be here, 2,000 mules, going into more theaters now uh, after the response for those who went uh, to see it. Uh, We'll talk to him about updates and attacks on him coming up. Also, uh, the USFL will announce the team of the week again today. Uh, We'll do that. we got a bunch of uh, young boys that will get to go enjoy VIP privileges coming up this weekend. So look for that. We'll announce that today. Uh, Also, a brand-new Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, will be our discussion. What is the fastest-growing religion in America? Uh, We'll talk uh, with... um, uh, Minister uh, of Discipleship, uh, Barry Chesney. He is on staff at Valleydale Church. That's my home church out of Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I heard him give a presentation on this, and he was kind enough to come in and, and talk. And uh, it, it explains a lot that is going on. Uh, and uh, catch that this weekend as we unpack uh, what has happened, uh, the state of the American church, uh, secularism and the rise in that and worship of self and and it just goes on and on but it, it'll be a great discussion we even talk about has did scripture warn us that this was coming is this another one of those signs that we should be looking for and uh, and all that so catch that over the weekend however you get podcast or watch it uh, on the youtube channel uh let's bring him in here there he is he's back uh bussy had to be taken out of the game he's back on the team he's back on the field the silver tongue one the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the king's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How you doing? How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends and neighbors. Southern comfort running through my my mama was the wind, and my daddy was a train. Bubba, how are you? Oh, good. How are you, sir? You know what? Fired up and ready. Glad uh, to be back. Y'all forgot to put Bubba's chair back. That's all right. We found it. Well, we, we got it. We got it back, though. Isn't yes. it funny, though? These chairs are all just exactly alike. Yeah, they are. The minute I sat in it, I went, hey, something's wrong. Well, yesterday, Adler and I, I ended up having to do uh, the, the podcast because Bubba was injured in the game. So it was just me show injury. and our guest, uh, Barry Chesney. Now, Barry, unlike Bubba and I, has really taken care of himself. Right. And so when we set uh, the, uh, the very thin Barry 
uh, down on Bubba's chair, he didn't have enough weight to make it go down to where Adder could get him properly in the shot. So we had to go find a chair that had not given out. Yeah. And, uh, and so we swapped it. And this morning I saw Bubba's scrambling. I was like, oh, we forgot to put his chair back. Well, you saw yeah. me. I didn't, even, I didn't even look. The minute yeah. I sit down, I went, something's wrong. Yeah, something's no, wrong. that's on me. I swapped Greg no, and, and Bubba's because you could lower – uh, Greg's, uh, yours is broke, Bubba, and so it's just like yeah, I don't it's know why just, you would want that one. Yeah, uh, it, just, and it just it just leans the way. When I he said so, Greg, look, it goes down and gets him right where we need him to be. Yeah. <laughs> Paul yeah. Barry couldn't get it. <laughs> couldn't. couldn't get there. Mine's got some air shocks on it, you know. Oh, so sing it. <laughs> get down, ring it. So, uh, so anyway, welcome yeah. back, Bubba. I, I know we as much as you want to, we can unpack your. You had kind of uh, you kind of have a had a trying know, day. Sorry about that, guys. I, yeah, I hate to leave the show. Sure, it's show, so it's, uh, we got it done. How about this? When uh, you have a crown come off, mm-hmm. uh, break or whatever, uh, I'm pretty much a wuss with that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. you can when air hits it, mm-hmm. then you get I am to, too, Bubba. I'm, with I'm you like, hey, 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 we can't have that. Yeah. You know the um the the interesting part is Bubba has said <clears throat> today, and we'll watch. He said, I think I need to. That, that yesterday experience just makes you not even want to eat like that anymore. Hey, it does. <laughs> <laughs> that stint didn't do it, but this was uh, the tooth, the tooth coming out. Yeah, I'm back for a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's so, already on me about changing his order. I, I know, think the biscuit can, got he, to him. He's canceling breakfast. He's not. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't doing that again. Well, yeah. look, if a breakfast knocks your crown off, you'll get rid of it. Yeah. Mm. Just, just don't eat. Just don't eat the biscuit, Bob. Everything else is fine. I, I don't think it had anything to do with breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it had to do with my bike. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I know uh, you wouldn't you know, go the, a day old I think biscuit. It was that so. ratchet jaw. The, the bad thing. <laughs> the, the bad thing about it, and they did a wonderful job getting me fixed with another temporary. Was uh, yeah, that uh, the doc wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't administer uh, Novocaine. Mm-hmm. So they had to do it without numbing it. And uh, you know what? I I want to. Mm. We've we've often said I'd hug the man that invented Freon. I'll hug the guy that invented or girl that invented uh, Novocaine too, or whatever yeah. they get yeah. they shoot you up with. Because yeah. well, that it's just a, it's really a different experience without that. It is. There's not enough not enough laughing gas in the world. Mm. <laughs> Ain't nothing to laugh about. I'll tell you, that's the problem. That. <laughs> well, I had some dentists standing by if I needed to get in the game. Yeah, and I appreciate y'all gone. doing that. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I, I didn't go that far. Uh, but, uh, boy, I tell you, it was, uh, you didn't go that far, but looking back, it might've been better for that to be the step one. Uh, well, probably, you know, I think it's good. Everybody has somebody in the bullpen, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> probably do that again. That's uh, Hey, well, hey because, and for no and other, they did a great for job. No other, Don't get me wrong. They did all they could well, do no, no, given that, the circumstances they could, you know, do them with. Well, that's what I was going to say. The the reason why you go to the backup is that that would now just be another dentist who can do Novocaine. Right. Right. You know? If you go to those that haven't been cleared for Novocaine, mm. well, it's just you know, that's. Uh, but I mean, it's over now. It's behind us, right? Well, mm. it's ongoing. You yeah, know. It's ongoing. Well, uh, <coughs> I got I got some pretty silver stuff back yeah. there now. You know, you think so you a little more flexible? You, can you press on to the end today? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. It's uh, here's the good news. It, it it's more flexible. It's less likely to break. Right. But it also passes temperature easier too. Okay. So yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we'll you uh, have to really uh, kind of pre preheat or pre cool that drink going in before it gets to the back. But, oh yeah, yeah, I understand. 
been there. So uh, we we have that as I mentioned coming up. We got Dinesh D'Souza, so that means we'll, you'll get a warning label on our show again today. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. enjoy. It. You probably won't be here for right. a few days. And then uh, then we also will unpack the fact that big time college football has turned into pro wrestling. You know, Rick, I, I wanted Boy. to ask you because yeah, you, uh, you know I, I was trying to come off the gas yesterday, and uh, I I thought I was dreaming that. Uh, I saw Jimbo Fisher just tearing Nick Saban up. Yeah. Did I, did I see that right? Yeah. Do, you think, do, you, do you think next time one of them should wear a mask? You're like, you'll be the bad guy? And, I think so. I, I mean, college football is turning into pro wrestling. And I kind of dig it. I, I, I like it. I, I, I like seeing them trash talk a little bit. Now, Jimbo's mad. Oh, he's real mad. Hey, little, hey, little Jimbo, hey, he's done with Alabama A and M game. Their tickets just went up. Yep. You know the price of those tickets. I had a friend say he's got tickets. He'll take five grand each. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Well, uh, I, I know the deal. Uh, we even you realize that we even have a a standing agreement uh, on everybody here on the show that we're willing to be there for you in any situation except one. We won't help you move. Uh, no, we, we've made a deal. Nobody has to help anybody move uh, because it's such a miserable experience. And part of that is buying and selling the home, not just the actual moving process, especially when you're dealing with, you know, I don't, you don't know the real estate agents. You don't know who you should talk to, who's good, who's bad. You're part-time. What is this? Well, w- let me point you to this because I'm going to take all this off the table for you and you can rest easy. Really? I mean, practically in every single market where you're watching, the show are listening to the show right now and just simply go to this website realestateagentsitrust.com what is this well it's it's a process where our team has vetted out real estate agents all over uh, the Rick and Bubba listening and viewing area and uh, first of all part time they're out the part time people not even considered because this ought to be a full time job and an agent that has got a you know a track record that says I can get the job done for you I can get you the most money for your house and I also can get you a good deal where you're going so so go to realestateagentsitrust.com the you, you'll also see that uh, these are usually agents that are part of our audience so that's always a good thing you ever if somebody listens to Rick and Bubby you go okay I've, I already feel pretty good about you so um, th- this uh, they do th- we do homework. Uh, every agent's been talked to and interviewed by the team before they're ever invited to to join this network. So peace of mind. Hey, Rick, I don't know who to use. Okay. Well, then go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, our team's going to contact you. They'll make the introduction to the preferred agent in your town. We'll go back and review for those of you that missed it. Um, I'm not real sure, you know, why uh, Coach Nick Saban in Alabama – decided to publicly say what he said I'm, I'm sure he must have some sort of strategy with it but boy 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 as it caused problems um so let's go back first of all and let's let's hear what nick saban said and uh, two in, co- his, in his own words two programs that were mentioned uh, one of them we're going to play back for you the other we, we were just reading uh, uh have responded to saban but here, here's the original statement that uh, that he made that has caused uh the pro wrestling firestorm here we go and you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Yeah, and he also mentions Jackson State in that as well. That they, you know, that the story where they had the the big recruit that yeah. got the big NIL deal. 
Uh, and the only reason why I mention that is we got a Deion Sanders comment. Me, we'll, Coach Brian. Yeah, not, not an audio, but we can read it to you. But first of all, let's go with the one that he directly said, uh, Texas A&M. That's Jimbo Fisher. Coach Saban says that their number one recruiting class was because they bought every player, and he said Bama didn't buy one. Uh, I'm, confused. I'm confused by that statement. Um, well, because it, there there were NIL deals published mm-hmm. that said if you do this or go that or t- I know Texas uh, they had one where hey if you're an offensive lineman you're going to get fifty grand and, fl- and Miami had something similar to that right yeah I know Miami did I don't know whether Texas did but they may have but but here's the bottom line you told me because I don't understand what's about to happen with Fisher when he starts claiming that Saban is saying he broke the law and that these kids broke the law. But you said in Texas they tried to harness some of this. I remember Alabama was playing with some rules too, because states can do their own rules, and they said, and, and they are different state to state. And you, and you said Texas in Texas, the reason why Fisher is about to say what he said is you, it's against the law to make an NIL deal be offered. You can't offer one to a kid that hasn't signed yet. Now he can get one after he signs. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has to be signed, admitted, uh, basically on the team before he can enter into an NIL deal, and that is a state law in Texas, my understanding. That's what I read in a another article talking about. Yeah, because I didn't understand why he was saying Saban accused him of breaking the law, but that, that would make sense because that didn't make any sense if Texas didn't have that law. And I right. think that was part of Saban's apology. He said, I shouldn't have singled anybody out. Mm-hmm. And, we'll and secondly, we'll I, I, I should not yeah. have Let's insinuated get, they were doing yeah. By the way, while we're staying in order of things, did not know that was Jim Dunaway up there with Nate Oates and Nate <clears throat> Saban. Yeah. Did yeah. not know that yeah. at all. Right. It's, uh, so here is, Jimbo. here's Jimbo Fisher, and he is – he And is, Jimbo. Jim, hey, Jimbo <laughs> is, is hot. I love it. So here <laughs> he is. Last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. That they broke state laws. That they're, that they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous, but when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we've got to sit here at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's it personal to us? Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. know him really well. It's amazing that we're allowed to do those things. It's really despicable. And I, and I hate it. For our players who are coming here, who did things the right way, have done things the right way, and will continue to do things the right way, I apologize to you, the people who insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. But I promise you this, there are no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. 
Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is. Questions? At the left, Olin. A couple of things, Jimbo. First of all, have you had any contact with Nick since? No. Uh, oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call? Not going to. We're done. And uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to. He's the greatest ever, huh? Uh -oh. And then I just wanted to. You got all the advantages? Uh -huh. It's easy. And I just wanted to uh, just put it point blank. So no players in your you're saying that no players in There's the state no, no laws of anything any were ever promised, done anything that goes against the laws of the state of Texas, and it's insulting to say a 17-year-old and his family broke laws. No. Down front, Brent. You know, y'all have both spoken so highly of each other in the past in terms of what y'all have done in your previous <laughs> uh -huh. relationship. So how disappointing was it to hear that from him, you know, in terms of, you know, a mentor type to you it's as disappointing. well? No, I wasn't. Now, listen, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Jimbo. Ooh. <laughs> well, he's mad. Gloves off. Ooh. I'll buy my tickets for the SmackDown <laughs> oh, at so-and-so goodness. arena. You think they'll meet at the 50-yard line and, and talk <laughs> in pregame? All right, I have, a, I have a friend. He says he has tickets October 3rd in Tuscaloosa, Texas A&M, and Bama. He'll let them go right now for $5,000 apiece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Did Jimbo seem to you like he wanted to say more and was trying to oh, yeah. bridle himself? Oh, yeah. Well, he, he, well, he didn't want to get himself in something he can't get out well, of. Well, he had that little quiver in the back of his throat. He was really, yeah. really, really, yeah. really mad. Really got hung up on Despicable and 17-year-old kids. Right. That, that's the one he couldn't get past. <laughs> I mean, and, and, of course, you know, most of the recruits – you know, they're they're also eighteen, but seventeen does sound better. So, but, but, but I mean, uh, unre I wish you could have thrown in unreasonable, Rick. Yeah, on your behalf, so, he needed my words. Texas, well, I guess when they're being recruited, they're seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Well, now they could be fifteen. Yeah, they could. <laughs> yeah, for thirteen, fourteen. Uh, and and the story continues. The SEC <laughs> office is now involved. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll update what's happened since then. But the, there's there's your update. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. So let's let's set the stage. Nick Saban is discussing, you know, all and a lot of coaches are. Uh, what is this NIL ruling doing to college football? He's in Birmingham. He's on a panel. He's talking about it. He singles out Texas A and M. He does say something in passing about Jackson State, and uh, he and he used the phrase that Texas A and M got the top re recruiting class, but they bought every player, and, and Alabama doesn't didn't didn't buy one. Uh, the problem with that is, is uh, and, and we're going to read what Saban said now, is that in Texas, if, if, if Texas A&M was offering deals to recruits prior to their signing, then that would be breaking Texas state law. Saban is going to clarify that's not what he meant, but if he didn't mean that, then, then it gets even more confusing. Well, that's, that's uh, what I'm trying to understand, yeah, Rick. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't want to, you know uh, – Mixed terminologies here. Yeah, uh, but here's what Saban said. Let's let's get caught up, and then we'll then we'll unpack. And, and then we'll do... we got what the SEC offers. Yeah, so so, me get, does SEC come before Saban? I think Saban comes first, okay. then SEC. Then we'll uh, get to Deion Sanders. Okay. Uh, I should have never really singled anyone out. This is Coach Saban. He was on uh, on on XM. Uh, that was a mistake, and I really apologize for that part of it. Meaning, I should have never singled out any particular school. And so he is apologizing about that. Now to the SEC. Okay, so the SEC on Thursday uh, issued public reprimands for both coaches uh, under public comments under SEC Bylaw 10.2.3 and 10.5.2. 
And uh, it basically says you cannot call out another school uh, in a derogatory way. Uh, Saban was reprimanded for his Wednesday night comment saying Texas A&M bought every player on their team. Bylaw 10.5.2 prohibits derogatory comments or public criticism of another SEC program. Uh, this is similar to the reprimand that Lane Kiffin got at Tennessee uh, back in 2009 when he accused then Florida coach Urban Myers of cheating at a booster event. So then, uh, then Deion Sanders, because of the Jackson State, which Greg, you're saying you're talking to a lot of coaches that say that people don't know where we got the story, which we ran the story too, that uh, this athlete that went to uh, Jackson State on the NIL deal was offered a million dollar deal. They're saying that really isn't true, and where that number came from, no one knows. Yeah, because it's it was written, in the press. Yeah, to your point, right? Greg, it yeah. was being they reported. Tied it to but what was their source? Yeah. Is what I'm asking. Yeah. They supposedly tied it to Barstool, like they were the ones. But yeah, and, according, and, they're still saying it's not true, and they said he has some deals, but they were worth less than two hundred fifty thousand. So now Deion Sanders says, but "Who knows?" All right. So then let's get this. So you hear Jimbo Fisher not only saying he's not going to take Nate, uh, Nick Saban's call that they're done. He called him a narcissist. He said he was narcissistic, uh, that he thinks he's a god. And if you just go to anybody who's ever worked for him and really look at him hard and heavy, you'll you'll be interested in the way he gets things done. He's really making accusations that Saban is dirty. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's out there now. Then Deion Sanders says, I'm not taking a private call from Saban either. If he wants to talk to me, he made this comment publicly on some panel. He and I can get on a panel and talk publicly back and forth. Yeah. And that's the only way I'm going to talk to him. And then he says, which I think is really the truth, he's not talking to Jimbo Fisher or me. He's talking to his boosters saying they need to get more money and get a collective fund themselves like A&M has. Yeah, that's what he's And doing. that's really what he's doing. Yep. But but now he's damaging <clears throat> some friendships uh, in the process <laughs> sure if, if that's what he's doing. <laughs> so, uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm like you, Bubba. I'm confused. This NIL thing has gotten very confusing because yeah, – we knew it would. Yeah, which is fine. Oh, but yeah. I don't understand. I do understand the difference because of the Texas law, but if and I, it, I think we probably have a law in our state too. Most I, states I know they jumped were, on a version. Of I know that. they were yeah. trying to do one, but I don't know how that, that that ended up. But I do know this: if Saban now says I shouldn't have singled him out and I wasn't trying to insinuate he was breaking the law, well, then if that's the case, then what Jimbo Fisher did or didn't do with players after they they have already arrived is the same thing that Alabama has done. They have players that got nil deals, and and I remember when they're now, you know, outstanding quarterback before he had played it down, Saban made sure the whole world knew that one of their players got a, a million-dollar NIL deal before he'd ever taken a snap. Well, that's what I wanted yeah. to ask you about. Wasn't he, wasn't he was, throwing that out there so the recruits would know? I, 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 I know I would. Here yeah. is a, yeah. a story. Was, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying anything wrong with it. It just seems, you know, hypocritical. Well, here is a this. story from The Athletic, okay, and it was July the 20th, 2021. <laughs> Alabama sophomore quarterback Bryce Young has yet to start a game for the Crimson Tide, but according to coach Nick Saban, he's already ranked in nearly $1 million in deals under the new uh, name, image, and likeness policy. Uh, and he goes on to talk about certain you know positions are going to get this or that. Um, he made those comments at the Texas High School Coaches Association annual convention. So then... People were saying of Coach Saban, even in this article and other articles, this was genius. This was absolutely genius. He went there, and he basically has told every kid who is considering coming to Alabama to play quarterback, this is waiting on you, without offering them a deal. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if he's not accusing uh, Jimbo of doing anything illegal, then really what he's really doing, and, and Helmsy said he has listened to the entire about six minutes of the panel. Yeah. And really, if you listen to the whole conversation, he's saying that Texas A&M's boosters have given Texas A&M an advantage, and basically Alabama needs to think about doing the same thing. And I don't know how this collective fund works. I don't either. Okay? I, yeah. I don't want to step into that, but Saban kept mentioning that as the problem to this whole thing. Um, I don't know. I yeah. see the difference in, in what Saban is talking about Texas A&M doing and what Alabama did with Bryce Young. However, those rules were different then. And it looks to me like whatever Jimbo was doing, probably everybody else should have been doing. And they probably would have had a better recruiting class. But now if those rules have changed, I guess Jimbo and that process has been restructured and they're not going to do it anymore. That's the way I see it. Well, he can't. where Saban was irresponsible is you can't throw out the term Texas A&M bought every single player, and we didn't buy right. any. Now you're you're make, you're different. You're make, you're saying there's something different, right? That that was that was shady. Yeah. That that te- and see what that did. That makes the state of Texas go what now? And, and Jimbo's like, I didn't break any Texas laws. This sounds like I was out. You know, know. And, and so Jim, he he put what Saban did. You know, it might have been perfectly the way he wanted it said, and he's accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish. <laughs> Or he could have just been like a lot of coaches, and just like Jimbo just did, they get they get up there and get mad, and they get to going, yeah. and uh, they get frustrated. I, I, and, I guess and, what's your definition of bought? That's it, Bubba. That is that the, is it. that is yeah. the ultimate mm-hmm. question. Because again, and it is, it's just semantics yeah. to say you have to sign with the school before we can offer you an NIL deal. But I know they have NIL deals. I heard the quarterback is making X amount. I'm a quarterback, so if I sign, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, yeah. I, and, I, think, and I, I think the new ruling is that you can't be contacted. In other words, I can publicly talk about my current players' NIL deals. That's perfectly fine. And if a recruit is is attracted to my university because of those deals, that's great. <clears throat> but this new NIL ruling that they just made, it says that a booster or a school or anyone affiliated <clears throat> with the school cannot reach out. Well, you make me clever. <laughs> <throat> <laughs> can, can, cannot cannot reach out to a a recruit and tell them that the that they have an NIL uh, deal if they come here. And let me clarify. And that's that. the difference. Uh, under any circumstance, the school can't do it. Correct. The school Correct. is right. only notified Correct. what private. <clears throat> that's right. What right. I'm, I'm, I'm talking doing. about boosters, right. people part of the uh, uh, coaching uh, coaching uh, staff, or uh, somebody we're trying to recruit. Bill Bussey to to their school can't mention NIL deals. I would encourage everybody to go listen to the entire seven minutes of of Saban. Because he talks about this not being a sustainable model mm-hmm. in what Texas A&M has been doing. And the reasons he's saying are really pretty good. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, so welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, Rick. Hey, Bubba. Hey. Uh, you know, I, I understand what Jim, Jimbo was saying about Nick. And I'm not saying that Nick is the most, you know, greatest coach in the world as far as morals. But also at the same time, Jimbo needs to watch out to me because after the whole famous Jameis incident down there at Florida State, I never would have let him play for me on my team after all the allegations that come against him. And it seems like as though as he kind of sold his soul 
you know, not necessarily to the devil, but just to keep him to be able to win that national championship that year. No, I mean, Ace is basically speaking for me now. <laughs> I mean, Road Tide. Uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher's got a lot of nerve. You, you, got a lot of nerve. I don't think Jimbo uh, Fisher. Uh, pointing to Saban, telling anybody he's dirty. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, it's a little, little. This is what happens. The only way that anybody can get on top of the tide is by by cheating. And and Nicholas called him out on it, and everybody's a little angry because Nick Saban, you know, of course he he does things the right way. Uh, you know, we, we get our players because people like to come to Bama. We don't have to cheat like A&M. And that's all that Saban is pointing out. And Jimbo Fisher's dirty, and he gets angry, little Jimbo. He's a grown man telling people to call him Jimbo. And so he's got a little bit he got a little bit of a, a little, little attitude, little chip on his shoulder, little Jimbo. And, and so he's upset with Saban because Saban called it like he saw it. And that's why we like Saban real tight. We win the right way. Uh, let's hear, here's what I will uh, can say. I, can about, I point out to that caller too? Mm-hmm. If you start down that that trail, mm-hmm. you have to bring in Tom Osborne, who was one of the most respected coaches in all of college football at Nebraska. With uh, what was the the running back that had all the problems? Lawrence in, Phillips. Lawrence Phillips got him in the in the championship game against Florida. Lawrence Phillips ran all over Florida. And you're talking about having problems on and off the field. But Tom Osborne got him in that game so he could win. And, I mean, but, again, he's one of the most respected coaches in the history of college football. And, and he did you, the same thing, what you're saying, went on at uh, Florida State. Well, then you go back to the foundation of it all. Find one Nebraska fan, find one that doesn't respect Tom Osborne, and find one that says, I never have enjoyed that championship because I thought we got it kind of dirty. Right. I don't think Lawrence Phillips not, should have played. Not one. You, you I, won't find one. I, I but they can tell you about Oklahoma being dirty. Of course. Because <laughs> my team does everything right. Your team does right. everything wrong. Well, and to, to the, <laughs> ultimate, looks a lot alike. the <laughs> ultimate point of college football, and I think Jimbo Fisher is smart enough to – he had a, he had overnight to think about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, This wasn't hit with him at a press conference. He was strategic in his words. And I think what he's telling you, and you all know this, and Dion knows this, no one's safe if you start opening these books. No, no. 100%. And that's why I don't think Jimbo is worried about what he's saying because he has said, okay, mm-hmm. y'all want to open up all the books like an accountant and look at the numbers? It's going to get ugly for everybody. So you best hush. Yeah, That's um, all he's saying. You know, I, I think I, I think he's actually still upset. Um, Jimbo's uh, <laughs> issued another statement this morning. He's, oh, he's he? still upset. Yeah, if you, you guys want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Okay. Okay. Here's Jimbo Fisher this morning. This is breaking. So oh, no. That's the kind of rules I play by. But you, you play by different rules. Yeah, you got to get in your grandstanding and your hot dogging, don't you? Yeah. I remember a time when I wrestled the king, too. And in fact, I hit boss men on the outside of the ring just like you. The only difference. Difference was I was doing real good, yeah. I was styling out there like a champion, yeah. But guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot dogging in? You man. <laughs> you know so what? Good. Can I tell you that that was a lot that was a lot closer to Jimbo's press conference than I thought. <laughs> now that I heard it again. That's right, man. Oh that's good. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Anonymous uh, out of Alabama. Anonymous, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, good. Hey, I was just calling. I don't know if y'all seen the tweet by Lane Kiffin. Um, yeah, we just talked about it. About it was a, it was, no, the one. It's different. It's a list of years that Texas A&M um, 
the five stars they got, and all of a sudden the NIL comes and uh, they get like seven five stars. But Lane Kiffin pointed that out. He put a, a funny little blip at the bottom of it. But also, I just like to point out, I'm a recent um, Division One athlete, and I just I just graduated actually. But it's nothing for you know a player development coach to drive off to Texas and then come back with a with a five star. Uh, a brand new Hellcat Charger or anything that that happens all the time. I've seen it with my own eyes. Well, there you go. Um, well, it's um, it, it's a story as old as time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who the bag man was. <laughs> I love the term bag man. Do you? I just anytime I hear it brought up, I just it just owns me. All right, we'll come back. We can continue. We're going to announce the team of the week with USFL, and we got a special anniversary happening oh. uh, here on the old show today. Yay! Uh, so we'll talk about that when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's about to get even more dangerous. Uh, as we start a brand new hour, <laughs> Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, <laughs> Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here. Yeah. Welcome to the cancel hour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the yeah. controversial Dinesh D'Souza <laughs> is, uh, is, is back. Dinesh, welcome back to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Hey, thanks, guys. This is really good. In <laughs> fact, this time I get to see you guys. Normally, it's just on the phone. And so I have to kind of conjure up an image of what you look like. But now I can actually uh, see you directly. Well, very, you it's you a probably, very different vibe. Yeah, uh, you probably wish you could. <laughs> yeah, That's be how. careful. <laughs> be careful what you ask for. Um, so, Dinesh, you know, this is not going to surprise you. We we were we were and you. You hear the. The, the tongue-in-cheek joiner coming out of the break, um, uh, to, more true than, than not. When, when we first did that, it was supposed to be a joke. It's not really a joke anymore. Uh, but we literally, after the last time we interviewed you, on our YouTube channel, they they actually put up a warning. 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 If you're going to watch this archive, just warning. They're going to talk to Dinesh D'Souza. Warning. You're so dangerous. Dang, dang, I mean, a warning? What are we talking about? You know, it's. Um, I, I'm chuckling at some of the uh, headlines uh, from these leftist uh, uh, places like the Daily Beast and Mediaite about the movie. What they say is, we've seen 2,000 mules, so you don't have to. So. <laughs> Dinesh, I, I've got to tell you, when I, I'm not a big conspiracy guy to start with, but we all felt like something was a little amiss uh, in the election. But we, you know, we had big claims; we couldn't back it up in court. You know, so what do you do with that? But after watching your movie, very, very disturbing. Wow. Well. You know, the movie does something that I think the other um, claims didn't do, because a lot of the other claims, think, for example, of, of, of Sidney Powell, I have a lot of affidavits. Right. Now, the problem with affidavits is Mr. X says this, Mrs. Y says that, but who are they? Why are they saying that? Are they telling the truth? You can always keep pushing it one step back. Um, and I remember when I watched Lindell's movie, Proof Positive, you know, you see all these lights on the screen. The Chinese are hacking our election. But I'm like, you know, I don't see any Chinese. I mean, I see lights on a screen. Right, so I'm not right. a cyber guy, but it, I'm not in a position to be able to properly evaluate that kind of evidence. But in this film, 2000 Mules, we use geotracking, cell phone geotracking, which everybody's kind of familiar with these days. 
Uh, and of course, it's I'm laughing when the leftist fact checkers are like, geo tracking is not accurate, <laughs> except within like 30 feet. I'm like, really? Well, take your phone and go into a field in high grass and throw it and do a search your phone. See if it takes you within 30 feet of your phone <laughs> or right to your phone. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> now, 30 foot is still uh, pretty convincing. Um, you know, and you you see that you guys bring the data forth and you have video to back it up i thought one of the one of the things that really hit home in this that you showed in the movie was these people that you were tracking who were going to multiple boxes putting in multiple votes on multiple days and the day after someone was convicted of stuffing the ballot box in texas and they used fingerprints to do it in multiple states, multiple people, the very next day are all wearing blue gloves. Now, I thought that was extremely good evidence as to that there was a conspiracy going on. Well, this is important because, you know, as in any case, this is true if you're a juror in a murder case, the details are what tell you the story. Now, there are two rival theories here. Of course, the left, initially, the fact checkers go, well, you know, Dinesh, it was really cold that winter, and maybe people were wearing gloves for that reason. And I'm like, have you guys seen the movie? We're not talking about woolen gloves. We're talking about latex gloves. So then they pivot to, well, of course, it's obviously explained by COVID. Now, if it's explained by COVID, you would see the mules wearing gloves all along. But no, as you point out, they're wearing gloves only after the indictment comes down, by the way, in Arizona, not in Texas. So in the early voting, no gloves. And then in December, the indictment comes down. And so in the Georgia runoffs, you start suddenly begin to see mules are wearing gloves, obviously not to leave fingerprints on the ballots. So let me ask you this. Uh, Bob Barr, former AG, uh, was interviewed about your movie, and he kind of brushed aside geotracking, said, "Ah, that's not really reliable, Jimmy Jam, all that stuff. What what do you say to that? Because he's he's fairly well respected. Do you do you think he's part of the swamp, or uh, do you can do you do you like his opinion, or is he just wrong on this fact? I think he's wrong on this. And and look, I mean, one way you test things like geo tracking is you just ask how are they being applied in other areas. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I noticed that if you look at these, uh, not only the charging documents but the trials of the January six defendants. They're using geotracking to pinpoint their location, not not just were they in the general vicinity of the Capitol, but were they inside or outside the door of the building? Well, obviously, geotracking has to be reasonably accurate to do that. The CDC says we're using geotracking, all these articles out there, to verify if people are social distancing. Well, how do you do that if geotracking is not accurate to within six feet? How would you know? What use would it be to you? So you've got in multiple areas. If it was one area, you could argue it out. But you've got in multiple areas. Uber drivers are using geotracking to go right to their customers. Uh, They know which side of the street they're on. And remember here, we're not trying to find something that's within, you know, 10 inches. We're just trying to find out if a guy is standing in front of a Dropbox. And how many he went to for how many days in a row? (laughs) Right. And see, this is the key, because one of the objections, of course, has been that, you know, in Georgia, Dinesh, it's lawful for people to drop off the ballots of their immediate family members, which, of course, I concede. But if you're dropping off the ballots of your immediate family members, A, 
you don't have to do it at 3 a.m. in the morning. And B, you don't need to go to more than one Dropbox. Why would you go to 10 or more? <laughs> On multiple days. No, that's a big On family. Days. That's an awful big family. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and this is the other thing, Dinesh, that the, the listeners of the show and, and, and the callers are bringing up. And, and this is the thing I think we need to be clear on. When you see all this evidence, everybody keeps saying, well, why, why wasn't this used? Why, why, didn't it, why didn't it have an impact? And, and the truth is, you know, you look at the founders. The founders are really, and then the stuff we did even going forward, we're trying to, to not make every election, you know, be, I'm, I contest this, I want this, I want that. But, but is it as simple as the, the window of 60 days just isn't enough? to get this kind of information to to anyone uh, in time for there to be any impact of this on the on what's already happened. Well, it is true that we we are sort of in uncharted territory here because the constitution says that the electors will meet, uh, they will vote and then it'll be ratified by both houses of congress and then of course the president will be installed. Uh, it doesn't the constitution does not seem to anticipate the possibility what if fraud comes out later right, that right shows that the guy in the in over the Oval Office got there by cheating by his own side. So <laughs> I don't know um, legally, constitutionally what you do about it. But I do know that there are some immediate steps that can be taken. You can interview the mules who paid you, who put you up to this, who organized this whole thing. So there's a law enforcement uh, obvious follow-up here. Number two, um, there is a, uh, I think there should be a movement to have electronic surveillance on all the drop boxes. You don't even need like laws for this. It's in the election rules now. It's just that many states, a number of states didn't even do it. They said, yeah, we're going to do it, but they wouldn't get around to it due to COVID. And so, you know, we have, um, we have surveillance, every parking lot, uh, every Home Depot, every ATM. The cost is low. The technology is available. There's no excuse for not putting surveillance on every single Dropbox. All right, when we come back, we, we want to talk to Dinesh D'Souza about the good news is the movie is going to be even easier for you to access this weekend uh, starting today. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that now uh, more theaters, uh, around 400 across the nation, uh, will do a normal release with this um, just like they would any movie. Uh, so that's a step forward. We'll talk about that and ask a few more questions when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Dinesh D'Souza, our guest. Warning! Warning! <laughs> uh, 2,000 Mules is out, and it's going to be a lot easier to access this weekend. Uh, Dinesh, give us an update on that, and then, then I want to ask you another question. Uh, the response to the movie, obviously very good. We've released this movie in an age of censorship, and that called for a whole new uh, kind of business plan. I couldn't put the movie on uh, Apple iTunes or Amazon Prime. I just don't want anyone to be able to pull it down. Uh, can't put the trailer up for new from on YouTube. You know about that. It's too dangerous. Morning. Uh, can't uh, can't advertise on Facebook. Um, because this topic of election fraud is taboo. It's the most censored topic in the country. So we did a very limited theatrical release, May 2nd and May 4th. We rented out 300 theaters. We filled them. So what's happened now is all these other independent theaters have come to us and go, hey, we noticed that you filled up the theater. Let's have a normal theatrical release of this movie. So it's great. This weekend, 400 theaters, by the way, about 60 of them in Texas, 
um, are opening the movie four showings a day. And you can just go to 2000mules.com. It'll connect you to these uh, ticket buying websites like Fandango. Put in your zip code. It'll tell you where it's playing near you. Buy your tickets. Take your family. Take your group. Go see it this weekend. If we do well this weekend in the theater, we'll, we'll be in more theaters next weekend. Yeah, I, I, I'm technically challenged. So uh, I saw it's playing not far from where I live in Alabama. So I'm going. There you go. D- Dinesh, let me ask you this. And you may not can go into this, but but in the movie you show a clear connection between these mules who are stuffing ballot boxes and several nonprofits that appear to be involved in this process. Have you named those or can you share who any of those are? Well, we have all the names. True the Vote has them. I have them. Uh, When you put a movie in the theater, you have to get four different types of insurance and the lawyers are like, you can't use the names. Now, I could have fought them on it, but it would probably would have delayed the process by a month or two. I was eager to get the movie out. So I can I conceded on this point reluctantly not to name the organizations in the movie. But I assure you, we have the names True the vote, by the way, has supplied the names of the organizations in Georgia to the Georgia Secretary of State as part of an investigation that they're conducting into illegal ballot trafficking. So this is something that is very much part of the process. But no, the names are not in the movie. It seems that there really is no recourse to what has already happened, but but a legitimate concern is what's to come. Uh, because I, I tell Bubba, and look, I'm not a. I understand that there's a virus. I know it's real. I have friends. Uh, you, Bubba, and I both do. We have mutuals. Some that he has friends. I have friends that that have died during the pandemic from the virus because of uh, uh, various reasons. Uh, we do have more, you know, treatments now. We do have, you know, the vaccine and all that now, and all that moving forward. I don't think it's as dangerous as it once was. It can be highly contagious. So I, I'm not saying that or standing in the way of that. I know that's real. But when you see something like this was a couple of weekends ago, and all of a sudden I just saw this this headline just, go, and I thought about you know what, what you're discovering in the movie. I I, I see this this headline just kind of go by. Biden administration predicting a huge surge of the virus late fall, early winter. Sure. And, and, and I'm like, like November. <laughs> does, anybody, <laughs> does, does anybody see this? I mean, no one knows what's going to happen then, but, but they're get. I, I see them because if we didn't, what happened and you show in this movie, the pandemic played a huge role in this. But because oh, absolutely. You know, the, the Democrats, look, are the party of voter fraud. This is well known and goes back to the 19th century. Uh, you can see, you know, immigrants come off the boat. There's some Democrats meeting them at the pier. Hey, listen, here's a ballot signed right here. We'll fill it out. Don't worry about it. And here's some money for, you know, a bottle of liquor. And this has been going on for a long time. And it's also well known by anybody who watches elections that absentee ballot fraud or mail-in ballot fraud is the most common type of fraud for the obvious reason. It's the only voting that takes place outside the observation or supervision of anybody. Uh, It's occurring at your home or your nursing home. Who knows what's going on over there? You know, homeless shelters. So um, what happened in 2020 because of COVID is that this part of the process, which is mail-in balloting or absentee balloting, which is normally a relatively small part of the overall election, became a huge part of the election. And so I think what happened is the fraudsters go, listen, here's an opportunity for us to ramp it up, you know, tenfold, twentyfold, fiftyfold. And they did just that. Yeah, I don't even really need your movie if I can just, you know, logically think. All right, if if a party says that 
being asked to identify yourself and prove it is somehow racist. Uh, ramping up the hey, because of the pandemic, we got to make some exceptions we normally wouldn't make. Well, anybody can piece together what would be the reason. Since we've said on the show, I'm sure you've said it a thousand times. Every other part of life that people seem to be able to get identification and produce for, yeah, which it's like every, everything we do, Rick. everything that somehow there's a disadvantage to minorities if we require them to identify themselves to vote. I've never seen anyone walk that narrative out and explain that to me, but all I think of is, well, you're doing this because you think there's some advantage in that. I don't even need to see. I mean, to, you're, yeah. Look, you're right. I mean, no, people talk about voter suppression, right? Why don't they talk about banking suppression? Why don't they talk about <laughs> airline suppression? Yeah. Because after all, if a black guy goes on an airplane, he's got to show an ID. Um, so is that discouraging blacks from flying? Um, no. So you're right. That's absolutely true. But see, I think where the movie comes in, you know, the only line you put me off where you're like, I don't need your movie. I was well, like, no, I do. <laughs> well, what I mean, you do need it. What I Here's mean, why you need it. What I uh, mean, you need it for this reason. Yeah. If what, you're missing your, if you're missing your, your Rolex watch or your Apple watch right. and you know, you think the maid took it. That's one thing. Right. It's a whole other thing for me to say, yeah. you know what? There's a surveillance camera. She's taking the watch and putting it in her bag. Yeah. And now your suspicion is completely. Yeah validated you're you are right and that was the point i was going to make so i'm already thinking this could be this could be a problem and then your movie shows me yeah rick it was mm. uh you know y- y- this is the confirmation of what i'm logically thinking could happen right right and you can see the discombobulating effect it's having on the left because they're trying every which way i mean they're as you know at one point in the movie we talk about a murder and how cell phone geotracking is helpful in solving mm. a murder because mm-hmm. if you know the angle of the bullet you can then look at the cell phone devices that were in that area. And, and probably one of those guys was a shooter. Right. And so and here's NPR fact check. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza claims to have solved a murder. I don't think I've solved a murder all by myself. I'm simply saying that this is a helpful technology to help identify suspects. Law enforcement knows that. They do this all the time. So they create the straw man, then they shoot it down, and they believe, oh, we've shown that this is a misrepresentation on the part of the movie. Not so. Well, it's obvious that uh, looking at your panel, that there's conservative people that said, hey, I'm not really sold that anything took place, that when the movie ends, it certainly made a difference with them. Dinesh, let me ask you this. Since this has come out, have you had any high-ranking officials on either side of the aisle or dealing with elections that that have come to you and said, hey, this is disturbing to us. We really need to look closer at this. Well, just about three days ago, the sheriff in Yuma County, Arizona, has opened up a new investigation into illegal ballot trafficking. And this is significant because the mule that is interviewed in the movie is from Yuma County. She's from San Luis. Now, uh, the sheriff is saying, I'm not doing it just in response to a movie, but True the Vote has been doing election investigation in Yuma for a while. And so I'm actually not looking for a senator to pontificate on it or something. I'm looking for this kind of on-the-ground investigation that will make its way up because it will help to bust the cartel. Dangerous Dinesh, thank you for being with us. Uh, <laughs> my, my pleasure. Hey, go out and sorry see. For, sorry for all the troubles I'm call, causing you on YouTube. Uh, well, don't worry. Right. Nobody Look, will see this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we've enjoyed it. Yeah, we've enjoyed it. Uh, find out where it's bye playing. Bye. 400 new theaters this weekend. Go to 2000mules.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, we also uh, have, a, have a flashback of former U.S. President George W. Bush. 
Yeah, he's uh, he had a little snafu too in one of the speeches he was making. He right. was trying to talk about uh, Russia and their senseless invasion of the Ukraine, but he he mentioned the senseless invasion of Iraq. Yeah, so we, did you he's wanna, been accused of many times. Right? Yes. Do you want to you want to hear that? Oh yeah. I mean, let's that's, see that's, it. Uh, how about when you got video six? Let me. Is right this now? one you've kept putting in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it, well, what I thought. But George, I love what he does. George this. W. Bush fumbles his fumbles on me too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I, he's had some damage. Now, he's had some Texas, good ones, right? but not near the volume that Biden's given. Yeah. Well, no, it's a difference. George no, speaking, yeah. George W. Bush keeps things up like we do. Okay, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, you know, we say things wrong, get words in wrong place. Up. You know, I didn't even correct you on Bill Barr a minute ago. What did I say, Bob Barr? But that's all See, right. I mean, just little things like that. That's what us. did I say? You said Bob Barr, and his name Bill Barr. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, a lot of people know. Yeah, this. yeah. Isn't it William Barr? <laughs> Bill. Yeah. yeah, Bill Barr. Yeah, you said Friends Bob. Friends call him Bob. Yeah. close. You were close. Y'all know who. I'm you know Bob. what Dinesh thought? I know who you mean. I had yeah. Texas, Arizona. Right. I was close. Right. I thought you meant Bob Barker. <laughs> right. Ooh, take a sip. But what I'm saying, we do stuff like that. Yeah. All of us, all the time. Right. Watching what's going on with Biden is actually sad because this is a man that is that seems to have all the. I'm not a doctor, but I I, I have people that I love who have dementia as well. And it looks very, very similar. And he's currently the leader of the free world. Don't right. forget that. But anyway, but but we got a George W. Bush. Pretty important deal. position he's holding on. Yeah. And, and, and anytime we can have anything from George W. Bush, it owns us. Oh, we had a highlight of his, too. Oh, he he had so one or two good. of them. That was Golly. Uh, OBGYNs <laughs> who just want to give their love. Oh, really? <laughs> So anyway, anyway, so here, so, so here we go. Here's uh, George W. Bush. He, he means to say Ukraine, but unfortunately, uh, a bit of a fupa here. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia, and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Iraq. Too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, said, he said the Ukraine, too. It's supposed to be Ukraine. We got credit. Well, when he, when he, he, when he said exactly what I mean, his critics Ukraine. had accused him of, a holy, all-out, a single-person invasion, Golly. which it wasn't. The Congress had to approve it, but... The, that's what his critics were saying. Right. For their, him to say that, it'd be like it'd be like Jimbo Fisher giving a speech. And he's mad at somebody. He says, "You know, it's uh, like uh, you know this uh, going out and you know buying players." I mean, uh, <laughs> recruiting. Yeah, recruiting. Yeah. So he has it, a pretty funny follow-up to okay. his own gaffe here. Okay, well, that's always the way to go. In Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh <laughs> How old he is now? Yeah, that's how old he is. Yeah, <laughs> which is, that's if I'm good. not incorrect, which is younger than Biden. Way, oh, yeah, yeah, way younger. Wow. Yeah. That's perspective. That thing you said that, that that blew my mind about how old Reagan was when he left versus how old Biden was when he started. Yeah. Yeah. Biden was older when he went in than Reagan when he left. And what were we saying about Reagan? Well, he, look, he, he, he had, uh, you know, Alzheimer's. Yeah, I mean, he, he had dementia. And, of course he did. Uh, it was uh, the long goodbye. He even talked about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Used uh, it as a defense in the hearings of uh, on uh, uh, the what was it, what do we call it? I forgot what the name of it was at the time. The Iran Contra. Iran Contra. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's, it's fun that we're talking about that. We can't remember. <laughs> so I mean, can't we get, can't Iran remember and Iraq. Uh, in all fairness, we're owning it, and we don't leave the free world. <laughs> yeah. Big difference. But somebody said you need to go back and listen to the best of CD when you and I talk about how <laughs> yeah. we're going to age on right. the show. Right. Yeah. And everything we're talking about is now happening. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Y'all, as old men. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> and we're actually doing it now. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm a little bit interested in stunt performers lock themselves on fire at a wall. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Well, now this is crazy. They're wow. straight up on fire. All right, so on purpose? Um, yeah, is, yeah. Is it's it on stunt. purpose, Adler? Is this a stunt? It's a stunt. Yeah, and you know that's what I always call this one thing you haven't done yet. Uh, that, 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 well, that that's Ryan. That's Ryan Greenwood pushing that. Well, I agree with Ryan. I mean, they, they, you're going to see now this is a stunt, no, right? Well, yeah, but Chet, look at him. Right, look, look, they just got married. Is this them? Oh, married? Is that the bride and the groom? Yes. That's the bride and Why? The groom. They're supposed stunt perform stunt doubles. Well, so what? I mean, she's on fire for real. Like, dress burning on fire. I've heard of the bride's hot, but that's over the line. <laughs> I've, heard hotter than ju- I've heard hotter than June, bride. <laughs> that's over the line. <laughs> y'all, By the way, y'all can both leave. I don't know what we're going to do about the show, but y'all can leave. <laughs> Is she redheaded? That's- oh! Oh, wow. Oh, no. You're, you're gone, too. No. Greg, it's just us and Natalie. Y'all, the Yo, bou- that the, right there is the bouquet, creepy. The bouquet is just a torch. It's it not is. on fire. Yeah, it is. Yeah. She wow. threw it. That looks like it's right here. She started At what point? Get a little hot. Get a little hot. Get a little hot. Butts oh. burning. Butts burning. Oh, Greg. <laughs> put me out. Put me out. Spray me. Yeah, they stepped the pace up there just a little bit, didn't they? Is that necessary? She looks like she's troubled at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. She looks like the last few steps she's hurting. If they're stunt people... They should have jumped off a building into one of them giant big mattress things that blow poof, don't big airbags. Is this isn't good enough for you? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting I don't on like that. the fire. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> You're all over that. If you're a stunt person, I'd rather see you jump off a building. <laughs> They're less on less than fire. 30 seconds. They're walking Anybody on fire. Anybody can do that. <laughs> who, who cannot walk on fire? Anybody. If you give me the right equipment. <laughs> right. But now jumping off a building and landing just right, now you got So what on. about in a wedding dress and a tux? So is that? I can see Rick. I don't want to, right. but I could do that. I do have some questions about this. Does okay? this mean their marriage has already gone up in flames? <laughs> oh, that's wow. good. Does that wow. mean they're on fire for you're each in, other? You're in the truck now. <laughs> um, I do have some questions Ooh, on here. There's no protection. I'm on fire. <laughs> There's no protection at all on their skin. Like, yeah, they're not worth. Well, but, I mean, but look can't at just look. light on fire. She, you, I think she has a, some uh, special something on them. Colored bodysuit on. Right, if you look, well, look, look. You know, if okay. you think about it, though, we've okay. come a long way with uh, stunts. Oh. Remember that when they used to catch stunt people on fire, they were in this full helmet, yeah. fake face on it, and yeah. it looked really kind of stupid. Right. Yeah. They've come a long way. Yeah. So yeah. were they okay? I mean, because she didn't uh, have she anything didn't on her it. head. She you know, those flames are coming up. Like, and if it's burning a little bit, just go down right here. Yeah, she's it's right okay. here. She's, it's hot right she's here. She's like, oh, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. I don't know about this. They said this was nothing compared to the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Where are you? <laughs> the post office now. <laughs> but, y'all, this the gel. The fire retardant gel that they have now is really amazing. Like, you can put it anywhere on your body and just take a blowtorch to it and it'll it'll keep you don't, cool. Don't talk about that on the air. People going to be trying that. Well, yeah, don't try that. Irresponsible, Dinesh. It, you have to have special access <laughs> to this gel. It's not right. like just hair gel. I'd rather mm-hmm. done like wing walking. You know when you Here go on that airplane again. and walk. Greg's oh, not nobody, yeah. only professionals yeah. can do that. Anybody can that, be on fire. That's always amazing. Anybody me, can you know? be on fire. When I tell you what I'm visioning, you will demand it, Greg. Based on what Adler and he's just confirmed it. With this uh, is available. Nothing but Speedy's bald head on fire. 
Just we, we, yes, <laughs> we, 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 and it's real tall. We call him the heat miser, yeah. and we turn yeah. him loose. Well, y'all got me back it, on let's fire, do that. Greg. And, and just nothing but, but a, like a fire come off the top of that head as he Straight goes up. Yeah, and, and then we'll put it out. No, y'all want me over here, and I'm, I'm y'all can you can see I've but been just burned. Just peel a little. No, bit. I no, you I want me I have this coloration like all a bad over my sunburn. You bad sunburn. Ryan's already texting you. Is he telling you what to say? <laughs> no, I, I just know this is his dream. <laughs> I know. It, it has been, I think, for maybe 10 years at least. Well, it was one thing missing. But now he wants you to wear a Cardinal softball outfit. That's uh-huh. funny. Yeah. yeah. And but, then jump into something while I'm firing. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll come back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Uh, your phone calls and more of the show continuing right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Now, look, the wacky world that we're living in, and it looks like we have even more today on some of the things. Now, we no longer know what uh, a woman is. We can't define that. So I feel kind of bad for the elephant because if the elephant gets uh, it's passed that the elephant is a human, then then he's only going to discover, or she, I don't know if it's male or female. Well, can you say that, Rick? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do they really want to enter into this world? We turn around and go, I'm sorry you went through all the legal trouble. We're, we're not sure how to define what you are. Uh, so... This is what it's all about. The animal freakos out there who've already, by the way, have ruined the circus, ruined the circus by taking the elephants out. Helmsy shocked us all. We were surprised to hear that he sees an elephant how many times a week? Just about every day. Uh, uh, worst case, every other day. I mm-hmm. go to the local YMCA. And it's it happens near, to be. Near the zoo? Is it real trained to pick to up the, tennis balls? It, no, <laughs> it, it is very close to the zoo. I have to pass it, and so I even told Maddie the other day when she was going with me. I said, "Hey, not everybody gets to see an elephant every day." Did you know an interesting fact? Because uh, my family loves the zoo, which might be. Shocking. I did know that. I know Brooks worked there one summer. He or did. Something, he didn't did. He? Did yeah. you know that we're the only zoo that has all uh, that many males all in one enclosure together? How about that? Mm, usually, it's females when you go to the zoo. Didn't know that. Of course, there's a reason for that. Sure, sure. But did but, you uh, do you see the name of the group that filed this lawsuit? What are they called? The Non-Human Rights Project. What a bunch of idiots. Okay. I wish I could put them on slapped at five. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're trying to get the elephant ruled as having the same rights as a person so they can say the zoo can't keep them. But but know. but a lot of people are saying, you know, th- let me tell you why some of you animal people need to be, we- need to be uh, leery of some of the weirder parts of the animal rights world. If they get their way on this – because some of you are going to be caught in a dilemma because I would think that most of you that go out and fight for the rights of animals probably have pets, which is interesting. Um, and you're going to discover if they say, well, this, this animal sure is intelligent and elephants certainly are, they can't be held in cages. They must be allowed to run free. It's like holding a human being who hasn't done anything wrong in a prison, bit of a stretch, mm-hmm. but if they get their way, well, somebody may come and say, well, why are dogs being made to stay where they don't want to stay? Yeah, uh, I mean, if I you mean, if you really follow that out, we shouldn't have any pets in our home. No. They should all be Birds out roaming free. Yeah. Birds in cages? Are you kidding me? He can talk. An elephant can't talk. Right. I mean, a bird can talk. Uh, we can't have that in a cage. That, that is pretty impressive. Do you, uh, hey, these fish, <laughs> they do all kinds of – why are they in this tank? Um, now, the the fact that we love animals is fine. We love to have animals, and that's okay in a blessing situation. Yeah. But if you let all this start going, you're not going to be able to keep any animal captive, which, by the way, we do with a lot of pets. You're right. right. You know, the bird has no choice, by the way. You might could say a dog or a cat has a choice on where they want to go or stay 
you know, if they want to make a run for it. But right. when they make a run for it, we just go get them. Well, get them. dogs, cats, you know, yeah. good luck with that. Yeah, right. You better have some welder's gloves. Yeah. So, if you're uh, going to put them in a cage or give them a bath. Funny. So, this, but I mean, this, they're making cases before the judge. Here, look at all the wonderful things that the elephant can do. And then, of course, other people, you know, like the zoo are saying, we're not serious, right? <laughs> well, just because the elephant touched a, you know, an X where we put it with its trunk, yeah. are we equating that to being a human being? Mm. Are you are you kidding me? Look, if uh, anything, you gotta you gotta give Coco a look first, you know. Right, but that I will, uh, I will say though, if we don't know what a woman is, yeah, how do we know this is point. an elephant? Yeah, we don't even know what an elephant that's is. Good question. How do we know that's an elephant? Well, maybe the elephant. Uh, identifies as something else. Maybe the you creature. You can't say it looks like an elephant. Maybe the creature uh, identifies as something else. I, I don't know. I know that scientifically it's an elephant, but uh, may, maybe it says. Does it? I find I, myself I today wanting what, Nick Saban to chime in on this. <laughs> uh, well, elephants, are, I tell you what, it's a marauder. <laughs> so so this, this is <clears> literally <throat> going on. We're spending money and time on this bubble. Money, yeah, money, money yeah, and time. It's it's a wonder. And uh, so, um, so this is uh, if this rules that this elephant is so human like it can't be held in captivity. Get ready. Well, we're, I mean, you, there's gonna there's, have there's to some pay. dogs that do some incredible things. <laughs> oh yeah, now. it's gonna have to pay some taxes if they're gonna let it out <laughs> and start wearing ever, pants. Have y'all ever had an animal that could do something really cool that you showed off on? I mean, like. <clears throat> like you, like hey, y'all watch this. No word. You know what uh, I mean? Like, like, like some can get them to a trick. Ro- roll over or yeah. a trick of some kind that you thought was cool. That you're like, <clears throat> hey, to, check what I did. We used to have a cat that would eat like you. It was using a fork. It would put its paw in the food and put it up to its mouth. It wouldn't put its head down and eat. Okay, that's funny. Uh-huh. It was funny. Uh, I know y'all train Coco a lot. Yeah, Coco's got a bunch of little tricks she does. <laughs> yeah, I've got a smart dog. I've had multiple dogs that could sit. I've had dogs that could speak. Do their own speak. Uh-huh. Or, uh-huh. And I've got one now that will go wherever I tell it to go. Have y'all ever been able to pull off the fetch and bring back to me and not run around oh, the yard? Oh, I had the oh, best. Oh yeah, yeah. I got. One. I remember my dog, baby girl, best yeah. fetch dog ever. Really, bring and it right back had, to you? Yes, and she had one of these rubber baseballs like in a hitting cage, mm-hmm. and I would throw it and it bounced, and she was real fast, and she would snatch it out of there. Oh yeah, come got, drop, drop it at your feet. Oh yeah, she we got come. one now to put it in your lap. If you if you act like you don't want to play, she'll just come and put it in your lap and keep nosing it yeah. until you, you throw it. Again. She would come to the back door and <clears throat> bump it up against the door once you yeah. come out and throw. It. Oh cool. Now Rick, you remember you remember this? When we were kids. We had them parakeets oh, for yes. a little while. Oh yeah. And I thought I had one of them trained because it would sit on my shoulder and not try to fly off, and it died like a week later. It was sick. <laughs> it wasn't trained. I it just couldn't fly. <laughs> you I thought you had something? Yeah. We didn't know it was slowly dying. Yeah. I said, look at this one. It'll just stay on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> really? It, you it just feel so bad it can't fly. You just put a sick bird on <laughs> your shoulder. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. look, look, look. yeah, I know uh, Ke- Kevin can oh, pull Kevin uh, Adler tricks. around on a skateboard pretty cool. But I, is this really a trick? Kevin's well, just running. It's I, impressive. Yes. Everybody was really impressed at this at the park okay. <laughs> look 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 that, that's everybody pretty like, good everybody in the yeah. neighborhood was like man what a badass <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty All good. The old ladies in my neighborhood you've heard of horsepower this Here is dog comes. power please look at his haircut don't focus on anything else but his hair mm-hmm. look, that's, that's, that's didn't you crash trick. on this have to get surgery i, I broke my wrist yeah bad all banged up mm-hmm. uh, I, I wrecked probably 10 times including at hangout fest that one year i was telling you all about yeah, yesterday that was that when that, that was a tough rough. blow does it? Do you ever feel yeah, like, man. hey, we're going too fast? All the time, yeah, and I can't slow him down. It's not like I had brakes at the time, so 
But he was just nuts, man. I had to do something to wear him out, so we would just skate all the time. It was awesome. Oh, he loved it. Look at him. He's he loved it. Yeah. Like, we don't do I'm it anymore. I think he's trying to get loose, and you yeah. just won't let go. Right. No, you're exactly right. Like, he's why trying you to leave you. <laughs> yes. This turn right here was deadly because those pillars right there, oh, my goodness, I almost hit those pillars like every single time. Uh-oh. And then this look, is where look, I started look, wearing look. a helmet, started wearing gloves because I started just messing myself up so bad all the time. Oh, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. you coming in bad banged up. Oh, How terrible. about the dogs that you can see? Like, oh, like there look goes. at that. Look, and they're surfing. That's a pretty good trick. You ever look, seen those look. surfing dogs that can like get up on oh, the yeah, wave? He's yeah. going on it. That's pretty good. Oh. Did he hit the? Did he hit the gut? Uh, I think he hit the basket. Okay, that's a good one. Now we've now we've now it's moved to animal cruelty. Please. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, 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 helmet, helmet. Y'all, that is so good. <laughs> Don't miss he's in the middle of a street where cars are I'm moving. not sure what's going on. What are we doing there? Fish train some fish. fish hey, you yeah. better you better hope that this uh, elephant isn't deemed a human being or you and Kevin's relationship is about to take a hit. Yeah, you're in trouble, great buddy. point. Yeah, that, that dog's too smart to be kept in captivity. Oh, look, this is the video, uh, this is video of my uh, wreck right after I wrecked at my church parking lot because I didn't know the hills were that steep. Y'all, I was falling for 30 uh, seconds. Uh, oh, I just oh, trashed my hands. Why would you show us? I trashed my knees. face. Oh my goodness, it was so, terrible. So you you oh, got a broke Adler. wrist. You got a broke wrist right there, and you don't know it. Yes, and your stomach's starting to hurt and oh, turning, yeah. and you yeah. know that man, you I had, broke a bone. You had to stop and get a six what? pack. Great, <laughs> <laughs> Bob. And recover. Yeah, I think that's win. good for recovery. <laughs> Look at him. Look I've never heard. You gonna tell me I ain't right? I've never even heard that. It's, it's, it's part of recovery. Look at him, Rick. You know. Oh wow! Right Look at that. My oh. arm got so uh, trashed. <laughs> Who's this young guy? Who's this punk? This little young guy. That's a documentary I made. It's called Skate Dog, the Dogumentary. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so um, we have a we have an update. You know, we've been told by the Biden administration. Now, of course, as you've mentioned, Bubba, and we've talked about, uh, no one seems to understand that uh, we need uh, oil for all kinds of things. First of all, it's a dumb idea to say that you're going to just end. Uh, the combustion engine at a certain time with no idea whether the country is ready to transition to whatever technology or or whatever you may be hoping will one day replace it. When the government tries to force something like this, it usually goes poorly and is uh, is a shoot-ready aim and poorly thought through. But anyway, uh, here's uh, President Biden again going to tell us that they're going to end fossil fuels and that we are going to stop drilling. And then you're going to see his interior secretary, Deb Haland, I guess, two A's. Uh, and they're going to be saying, hey, we see a, a memo from your department that is calling for the shutdown of any new oil leases because people are getting angry because they don't like that uh, they're being told their gasoline is headed to $6 a gallon. And they know that we have our own oil, that it, uh, in the Trump administration we had become energy independent, and we just gave that up like a bunch of idiots. And now people say, look, do something. And, of course, you keep getting, well, what are you talking about? We're not keeping away from drilling. For, we're not. Yeah. We're about yeah. So let's, let's watch these two clips, and, uh, and, and we'll get your response. All right, here we go. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee you we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yes. new pipeline infrastructure? Yes. And, new pipeline. And, and, exactly. and no more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or 
gasoline on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. And there we go. So he made that very clear. So that's kind of what we got now. And that's what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. But now they're trying to tell us it's not happening because everybody's mm-hmm. mad about the price of gas right. and, and energy in general. So here comes the uh, the Interior Secretary who's going to be asked about uh, – we, we, we notice you're, you're, you're actually shutting down new oil leases while telling us that you're going to allow it. And you don't know why people aren't doing it. I mean, huh? it's not us. Crazy, isn't it? We're not shutting it down. <laughs> uh, so uh, even though you told us you were going to, and you are, uh, but then you, how about this? Stand up, be a man, and say, "Yeah, I'm shutting everything down. Yeah, your gas prices are high. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you'll stop driving these vehicles, and I'm working this thing out because I'm saving the planet, just like I told you to. And if it, if you have to hurt a little bit for me to do it, that's what I'm gonna do. But, 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 but he's too gutless to do that. He's got to act like he's doing it. Why not? And act like he's not doing it. Why he continues to do it? So, and if we keep voting for these people, we deserve ten dollars a gallon. We do. You're right. Mm-hmm. So here comes the Deb. And uh, she's gonna. She's not gonna really be able to explain about this memo from her department calling for the shutting down of new oil leases. So here it is. Uh, if, if I may, real quickly, Secretary Hall, I don't know. You all just put out a statement. The U.S. Department of Interior just put out a statement, and the statement basically says a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from you all's office. So it looks like you are on this to shut everything down. Did you know you all put this? Uh, I, I am. I am sorry. I. I am sitting in this hearing and and not. Well, my God! Somebody, <laughs> it shuts it down. It shows what your intent is. That's from Democrat. Yes, Manchin. Joe Manchin. Uh, did 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 y'all just <laughs> see her face when he when he's holding it in his hand with the logo on it? Well, her answer was, "I'm sitting in this committee, so I can't." What? She didn't know. Yeah, I don't maybe. think she knew that that had just come out. Now, I'm sitting in this committee, you're, so I had no idea that was coming. You're out. the Interior Secretary. No, no. This I, is this no, is. No, your, I get that. It's her saying. department. Right. This, this <laughs> is your department. And I told them to wait till tomorrow. To tomorrow yeah. Damn it! All she can think about who on earth did this while I'm in here. Yeah. Well, they thought it'd be a good time since they were all focused on her. They'd never notice. Uh, Mansion got a hold of that. By the way, that that's uh, that that's not a Republican. That, that that's that's Mansion saying. Why, why are we telling people that, that we are w- – there is an option for us to start drilling again when we're basically in this memo saying there is no option? <laughs> Did you I, see I, him look I, around I, at the committee? Yeah, yeah. Anybody? Hey, I'm, in, I'm sitting in here. I, uh, you talking <laughs> about you don't know what's going on in your own department? Yeah. And I'll I, tell you, the, we, pe- the people we got running this country now. Ooh. <sighs> hmm. I wouldn't hire them to run a lemonade stand. Wow. Because they could surely screw up a steel ball. Yep. Uh, Now. Unqualified, ain't got a clue, and I think just lying to us about their agenda, quite frankly. Well, you know why? If your agenda, remember we said this about Obamacare. If Obamacare was so doggone wonderful, 
when Biden, when Biden, I'm sorry, when Obama was running for re-election, why didn't he mention it? Yeah, he didn't run on it. He, he didn't he, run. He, yeah. he, you <laughs> couldn't get him to mention it. And if all of this is so needed and we're all going to die if we don't do it, and you've got the high ground on this and we're all stupid, those of us that, that don't yeah. like this gasoline price and know that it could be avoided by our own independence and that we're going to ruin the earth and whatever, look us in the eye and say, too bad, so sad. This is what I'm doing because I think this is right, and you'll just have to get over it. But it, but you don't even you're not even proud enough of your own agenda to to be, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. transparent about. Right. It. I mean, you're you're trying to hide what you're doing, so it must not be how. If it's so good, you should be proud of it. You know, I think the whole group is a bunch of textbook liberals. They got so much paper on the wall, uh, education, but they've never actually done what they're regulating. They don't know the ins and outs of it. And they really think that there's some perfect world out there where everybody's driving around in a battery car and it's a better place. By the way, he laughed my head off the other day. Somebody had a picture of a rhino, and underneath it said, say hello to the original unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is good. Because when I think of these fantasy things, I always think (laughs) of unicorns. Right. In addition to electric vehicles, uh, the Biden administration has come out and said that people could, uh, they suggested people try dog-powered skateboards. Right, right. So if you're struggling good. to pay for gas, then you can always just get on a, a skateboard and then have your dog pull you around. <laughs> right, right. That's that what I did. An option, You'll yeah. be the Elon Musk of, of dog skating. Uh-huh. Here's the other thing. Elon Musk is leading everyone with the very technology they think we all should go to, and they hate him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah ignore him. They don't, they don't even invite him to the White House meetings. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Dealing with electric cars. And he, he has 60% of the world's market. Again, they love you if you go along with everything they say to do. If Not you, some if things. You, if you cross them, then, then Not some things. they bury you. But, but remember, they're all about the open arena of ideas and everybody just being who, the, who you want to be. Uh, video three. Uh, my fellow Americans, please. Vi- well, oh, so you're going there. Yeah, well, we might as well. If we're going to talk about stupidity, let's get it all in. And then we'll come back, we'll take phone calls, and we'll wrap this baby up, and we'll all think about it over the weekend. Go look at trees. Um, all right, so you remember this? This the Democrat witness, uh, Amy Aram, Arambide, the mm-hmm. executive director of the abortion rights nonprofit in Texas, the one that didn't know the definition of a woman. Yeah, yeah. Or is this the one we had the clip on? The yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. she's back. Uh, and now here comes, back. here comes a question. On uh, he, uh, she's been asked by Mike Johnson, Republican out of Louisiana, if she can defend, um, uh, you know, her her view, just with a basic criticism or flaw. Tell me where I'm wrong here, and and it just goes weird again. So he, here we go. So so abortion should be allowed then, by your definition, for any reason, for any purpose, at any stage, right? I trust people to make decisions about their body, and then when relevant, I think that they need to consult their medical p- practitioners okay. and not is, if it is, Listen, let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10-year-old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong, correct? I believe that Okay, that is and wrong. a two-year-old child, same thing, that would be murder, we would all agree that's wrong. Then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old, or nine months old, or one week old, or an hour old than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the utero. What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases? I trust people to determine what to do with their own bodies. Wow. Full stop. Brilliant. Mm. Really. It's not me. Remember, when you talk about the depravity of human beings, when this first came to the table, 
all over our country was, well, let's talk about it in the earliest stages of pregnancy. Now we're not even checking up full term. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out eight. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.